0: Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. I'm Dan Casper, and I will be your host, guiding you through every episode. We'll mostly talk sports, but we'll also throw in some entertaining, fun, and even some weird topics and conversations. Plus, you'll never know who will be joining me in each episode. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Man Cave. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Dan Casper coming to ya from my Man Cave in here too. Appreciate you tuning in to to this episode. If you are a first-time listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. And hopefully we can well, get you to, you know, keep coming back for more episodes to the Man Cave. If you are a uh a regular listener to the podcast, hey, thanks for uh Thanks for giving us another shout or I get not another shout. Come on, Dan. Another listen, another listen to the podcast. So on this episode of the, of the podcast, we're going to kind of honestly be all over the place. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk a little final four. Now that, uh, now that the teams are set, ready to go here for the, uh, for the final four, going to chat a little T dubs, Tiger Woods, is he freaking coming back? Is he coming back? Maybe I'm the only one pumped up about it. I'm not the only one pumped up about it. I mean, come on. We're going to chat a little bit about that. But switching gears here just a little bit uh, to open up this episode of of the podcast. So anybody who knows me, knows me well, I'm not the biggest music guy. All right. Like, like I love music. I listen to it on the radio and all that stuff, and working out and such. But you know, I don't know too much about band names or artist names, or you know, I know some, but I don't know like the backgrounds, the histories, or blah 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 that sort of stuff, right? I don't, I don't know that, and I'm not a big concert goer. Like, I just my big thing when I go to a concert, I don't know how the hell to act, like. You know, it's kind of like Ricky Bobby and Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, I'm not a dancer. I'm not, a, like, a singer unless I'm a little liquored up or something like that. But I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not a big concert goer. And, you know, I'm big into sports, obviously. Duh. You know, outdoors and that. You know, my man cave is, is yeah, decorated in that. And it's not, you know, how I am with sports, not even close to that with music. But anybody who knows me knows that there's a there's a couple of artists, like in just to kind of backtrack. This is how much I know about music. Like I think the the greatest soundtrack of all time is Space Jam, the first one. You know what I mean? I mean that's that's the only music thing that's like, and I, I strike that. I got I got a couple of music things. I'm looking at them right now on my wall. The the Space Jam soundtrack in a CD that's retired. That was one of my fir- That was my first CD as a kid. Greatest soundtrack ever. And then. The original Rocky soundtrack on vinyl I got as a wedding gift from one of my groomsmen. And then I've got a Foo Fighters picture. And, you know, upstairs in our hallway, we've got a Jake Owen autograph because my wife and I, we uh, both Jake Owen fans got to meet him, hang out with him on stage during a concert and all that. It was freaking awesome. He's my favorite, he's my favorite uh, a country artist. But Foo Fighters are are my favorite band overall. And obviously, yeah, we know that uh, their their drummer, uh Taylor Hawkins, passed away. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing it up is well, one, they're my favorite band of all time. But also, like, you know, like like I was saying, there's there's these I'm not big into concerts or anything like that. You know, I, I just I, I don't know what to, don't know what to do there, really. But that Foo Fighters would, would be like one that I would have gone to, and the thing is, is that me and a buddy of mine were actually talking about going uh, to U.S. Bank Stadium to for a concert. But obviously now that's not going to happen because the the uh, Foo Fighters canceled all of their uh, all of their uh, uh, tour dates and, and that sort of thing. But it's you know it's just like wow, well, you know I just that was kind of what I would I, I guess I don't really know what I was gonna. kind of you know deep dive into or anything like that but you know it's like i think i don't think i've ever heard anybody like say anything negative about about foo fighters and that like like if you were my age probably the best one maybe a little bit older perhaps even still a little bit younger but like when I think of the Foo Fighters, I think of, you know, Varsity Blues, the movie, There Goes My Hero. Uh, if you didn't have any of the, a lot of their songs on your playlist when you were working out or something like that, you were probably doing it wrong. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, just a, oh, an awesome band. My top five Foo Fighter songs. That's kind of where I'm leading into, I guess. But I was just going to, you know, awful, awful news about uh, Taylor Hawkins. And, and the thing is with, like, the Foo Fighters, you know, they just got inducted to the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They just got a movie come out. Dave Grohl had his book come out. Um, I mean, it's just, oh, you, you can't imagine. But my top five, and here's the thing. It's hard to make a top five uh, list for, for Foo Fighters, right? It's it, it's hard to make a top five. It's probably even hard to make a top ten. But if I had to narrow it down and I'm, narrow, I'm making myself narrow it down, I think I have to change it up, too, from what I originally posted on uh, on on, face, or on Facebook. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to change it. I'm going to have to change it. All right, see, I'm already changed. That's why it's so damn hard. So on Facebook, I put Learn to Fly as my number one, My Hero number two, uh, The Pretender at number three, Best of You at four, Everlong at five. Uh, I'm still sticking with Learn to Fly. I know that was Dave Grohl's. That he, he said that wasn't like his favorite song of uh of all time but i love it and the music videos is hilarious my hero exactly what i said i mean you know a little bit earlier if you can't picture james vanderbeek james mox the mox you know leading uh leading his team to victory you didn't grow up in the 90s i'll stick with the pretender at three i think i might take the best of you out and put it at like six although i don't know Maybe I drop them down to five. Everybody picks Everlong, and Everlong was is number five for me. And that's a good song, too. But I got to put times like these in my top five. I was just jamming out to that one earlier this morning. I got to put times like these. So maybe I'll put a tie just so I can have, you know, my top five. But there's a tie, so there's six. Times like these have to be in it. So Learn to Fly, My Hero, Pretender, Easily My Top Three. Then, like times, times like these, best of you and everlong are, are, rounding it out to top six, if you will. But those are my top five, and you know, I, I, don't know what the future plan is going to be like. Like I, I read Dave Grohl's new book and and all that, and it takes a lot, I guess, for for someone like me to get into something that's you know not like sports related or or. Hell, even like a ghost or paranormal thing, or or a history thing. So it takes a lot for me to like really get into like a music act, and that's that's kind of what the Foo Fighters were like for me. So that'll be uh, that'll be one regret for me that I didn't get a chance to uh, to go see them play if they don't uh, play anytime soon or, or anything like that. But man, what a what a loss though you know like again i don't know a lot of about the history or 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 anything like that like i couldn't tell you the top five drummers or top five guitarists of all time top five bands of all time i couldn't tell you that but i could tell you that the Foo fighters were freaking awesome and they're one of my favorite bands and still are one of my favorite bands of all time too so uh, All right, I know that was probably kind of a little rambling back and forth there, but I had to say something about the Foo Fighters. Had to say something about the Foo Fighters. Plus their name. I mean, come on, that fits your paranormal thing, right? Do you know what Foo Fighters actually means? It's like when fighter jets see a UFO. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Look it up. I, I, I looked that up a long time ago, and I saw that. Yeah, it's an unidentified flying object of a kind reported by U.S. pilots during World War II. There you go. Now, you know, the more you know, right? The more you know. Graphic coming up there. That fits me perfectly. All right, quick break. Let's talk a little golf T-dub. Masters, you coming back? Let's chat about it. I wake up early every morning, and the first thing I do is turn on the coffee maker. I need that caffeine to get my rise and grind going. But coffee wasn't just doing it anymore. I needed an extra kick. That's when I found Ghost Energy. First of all, the name stood out. I mean, come on, Ghost Casper, you get it. But the main thing for me was the sugar. There's none and only five calories per can. See, I was never a fan of energy drinks because of all the sugar in them. But with Ghost Energy Drink, I don't have to worry about that. Plus, I get a little nostalgia because of their flavors like Orange Creamsicle, Sour Patch, and Warheads. Hey, rise and grind, people. Grab a Ghost and dominate the day. So, is he coming back? Is he not coming back for the Masters? Tiger Woods. It's like Tiger Woods watch all over social media, flipping recording the can or like recording flights. And honestly, you know, by the time I'm recording this thing, I better double check while I'm on Twitter right now to make sure nothing has become official or anything like that. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, uh, people flight watching Tiger Woods is playing, uh, you know, he's, he's going to Augusta playing a practice round. All that sort of stuff. Um, so it, it, it sparked the the conversation that could could Tiger actually be back? His first tournament back, the first tournament back from his from his accident from his car accident, would be at the Masters, and the Masters is a hilly course, and that's why you know testing out his leg and and all that sort of stuff. But my goodness, I here's the thing. Tiger's not going to win the Masters. He's probably not going to win the Masters. I already rephrased it right there. He's probably not going to win the Masters. But the fact that Tiger is potentially going to be playing in the Masters, that Thursday round might be the highest viewed opening round in golf history, in Masters history. I mean, there's going to be people viewing that thing online. If that thing's on TV, on live, people are going to be tuning in right away. If they're not having it live on TV, somebody's going to carry his first tee shot live. And everybody's going to be tuning in because everybody wants to see how Tiger Woods is playing golf. They want to see how he looks. He's back. The goat, the goat tiger is back. The tiger goat is back. Tiger, to me, so I am a Tiger fan. I'm a golfer. I love golf. But the reason I started playing golf, and my aunt was into it, and she got me into it, but Tiger was a, as big of an influence, too. It was like 50-50, my aunt and then Tiger. Tiger, though, made it cool. Because for a long time, especially, like, I I think during my childhood, golf had the perception of, like, okay, it's like a you know fancy game and, and all that sort of stuff, and you had to dress nice and, you know, country club type of feel. Tiger made it cool to go golfing. So for me, he was the most influential athlete for me personally, influential in a term or in a sense that he got me to play a sport and he, or he, 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 you know, he made it look different to to me as a kid, like basketball, Jordan. Yes. I watched Jordan as a kid. I wasn't a Jordan fan. He was influential. I get it. But Tiger like changed the perception of an entire sport. I mean, Nike, you know, being a big sponsor, getting involved in, in golf, these, the, you know, pop culture, getting more involved in golf. Tiger had that effect. Tiger had that effect. I had a Tiger poster up in my room as a kid. I don't know how many other people had posters of other golfers up on their walls. I still don't know if they do like uh, Dustin Johnson posters or Brooks or Brooks Kepka or anybody like that. So I've always had, and I know Tiger has gone through some shit. He's gone through some personal shit and, and all that sort of stuff. And I know that he's lost a lot of fans or a lot of people don't like him because of that stuff. Totally get it and I totally understand it. But just from a pure sports perspective, for me, Tiger was, I, I, I still, I still root for the guy on the course. I still watch the guy when he's on the course and he's been around, I mean, since I was in middle school to where I'm at now, 35, going to be 36. So he's, you know, been around for a while and, and been playing at a high level for a long time. If you think about it, I mean, he's been doing it longer than Tom Brady for crying out loud. So, you know, if, if Tiger does play, I think Tiger plays. I think Tiger plays. I don't have a lot of expectations for him in terms of winning. I mean, if he wins, it is the, it's the greatest story in sports. It's the greatest comeback story in sports. It's, you know... Um, you know, with, with the accident and, you know, this would be like his what second or third comeback. It seems like, uh, so, I mean, the fact that he potentially would come back. And if somehow he wins, I mean, his master's win from a couple years ago was like, holy shit. If somehow he did it now, this supersedes everything about it. It, it goes over that. I don't expect him to win. I think if he makes the cut. That's that's the two thumbs up there. Tiger isn't going to be satisfied with just making the cut, just with his competitiveness. It might be a goal for him, but he still would be disappointed. I mean, he wants to go out there to win. Tiger Woods wants to go out there to win. He doesn't want to go out there to embarrass himself. He wants to go out there to win. So I don't have a lot of expectations, but me as a fan, I want that dude out there. I want T-Dub out there. I want Tiger Woods out there because I love watching Tiger Woods play golf. That's what I watched as a kid. That's what I watched in my youth. You know, we're watching one of the greatest of all time go out there and do his thing. It might not be what it was in the early 2000s, the Tiger proofing of the courses and the dominant presence out there and, and all that good stuff. But man, Tiger, we got to get that oh I I just like I'm just so the fact that I'm even talking about that we might have Tiger Woods playing in the freaking Masters next weekend. I'm jacked up for this. I am pumped up for this. Like oh man, and I've been, you know, I took a time some time off from golf. I think I got a little burnt out from it and doing that stuff. Starting to get back into it a little bit more have been the last few years, but really picking it up every year. I want to do like this tour. I want to go around the state of uh, good old Wisconsin and check out some of these other golf courses, play courses. I haven't played. We got some good ones in this state. I want to hit some of them up. You know, we got the big ones there, but there's some hidden gems too that I want to play. That's my goal this summer is to do more of that. So, all right, quick break. We'll be back talking a little final four after these words. The Man Cave Podcast is hitting the road and recording episodes at your favorite locations. But we needed a little bit of help moving around the equipment from location to location. So we brought in the experts from Dan the Moving Man. Whether we're broadcasting locally or from a longer distance, Dan the Moving Man is with us every step of the way. And that could go for you as well. Dan the Moving Man is the moving service you can count on. They offer a wide range of moving-related services to help better serve you. So when you see us in the Man Cave podcast out on the road at your favorite locations, it's because of the help that we received from Dan the Moving Man. And you can get that same help. Just visit DanTheMovingMan.com for more information. The men's final four is upon us going at it this weekend. Game starting on Saturday, national championship coming up on Monday. We've got Villanova versus Kansas. We've got the coach K Tour, Duke, going on up against their rival, North Carolina. I'm going to get to that one here in a second. But, you know, going on the other side here, the south champion villanova going up against the midwest champion kansas uh I, I think honestly i think kansas has this one no offense in villanova but you know they, they're they a solid team they're a good team they're a team that doesn't uh have a big rotation they don't use a lot of guys and now with more out with with that achilles injury i just think they're going to be shorthanded i don't think they have enough to go up against the extremely talented kansas jayhawks so to to me i think kansas has that one uh, that, that to me, is the easiest pick of the weekend. But then on the flip side, I'll tell you right now. Yes, I was on the Peacocks bandwagon. I was on the St. Peter's bandwagon, okay? I was cheering for St. Peter's over Purdue. It's a great story. It's an awesome story. You've all heard about St. Peter's. You've all heard about the background and 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 the funding that they get and, and all that sort of stuff. We all know about it. They are the legit David in a David Goliath matchup I mean that's all we would have heard about with St. Peter's going up against Duke right that would have been awesome and then you know especially if you're not a Duke fan if you're not a Duke fan you're probably really getting on that St. Peter's train and you would like oh that would be perfect to end Coach K's coaching career right St. Peter's a 15 seed that doesn't have you know You know, a lot of money coming into the program, but they don't have the the, the talented players like a Duke has. It'd be perfect for St. Peter's to knock out Duke. But let's be real, that probably wasn't going to happen, all right? Honestly, it might have been a little bit of a blowout. So now we get, for the first time in their history, North Carolina going up against Duke. Final four. The last final four for Coach K. North Carolina beat Duke in Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Apparently there's, you know, a little animosity that North Carolina didn't do anything special for Coach K like a lot of teams did, giving him gifts and all that sort of stuff. We, in my money, for my money right now, this is the best rivalry in sports. It's one of the be- top three of all time. And I selfishly wanted this matchup. I wanted it because, I mean, this is this is the Hollywood script. This is, this writes itself right here. And we're going to get it. There's a little bad blood between the two, and especially after that, uh, after Duke's loss to North Carolina in the final final game at Camp uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium for Coach K, we can we can look at everything with this thing. But there is a part of me that really believes Duke is just going to wipe the floor against North Carolina because of what happened at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I just there there's a part of me that believes that Duke is not going to let coach K lose again to to North Carolina in his final year. I think that's going to be fresh in the players' minds. I think they're going to use that as motivation. Now I think it's got to be up to North Carolina to be able to withstand that pressure, that that energy that Duke is is going to give them. So it's I, I want a good game I want a good matchup maybe it will turn into that but I gotta be real with y'all I, I there's a big chunk of me that that really feels like Duke is gonna wipe the floor with them and I, I'm not a Duke fan I, I've never been a Duke fan in fact I was I was a North Carolina fan at one point in my younger years you know I had like three four North Carolina hats and tees and all that sort of stuff it was just like, you know, Duke or North Carolina was the team to like, you know, they had the sweet colors and all that sort of stuff. Jordan logo. Uh so I mean I'm more of a North Carolina fan than Duke, but you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine. And we were watching the, the Duke, Arkansas game. And he's like, Is it safe to say that you're you're rooting for you're rooting for uh Coach K and it kinda hurt me to admit it, but I kinda was. I kinda was. And I think a lot of it was because I really wanted that matchup of Duke North Carolina cuz I thought you know it was going to happen. There was a good, as soon as North Carolina got past UCLA and St. Peter's beat Purdue I'm like th- this could happen. Duke North Carolina in the final four. I think that was the big reason. And it's just I don't know. Not, now I really honestly don't care what, what what happens. I just want good games. I just want good games. And, you know, I, I thought about discussing the legacy of Coach K in here, but the fact that he's not done yet, we're going to hold off on that because, you know, people, especially in, in my generation, even a little bit older, we've been spoiled with some great athletes, some of the best of all time, the GOATs, if you will. LeBron, Jordan, Gretzky, you name it, Brady. You think about it from from a coaching standpoint, though, too. Been freaking you know, kind of spoiled in terms of seeing some of the best of the best in the coaching world. Nick Saban in college football, Belichick in pro football, Coach K, uh, Gino Ariyama, you know, I mean the list goes on. Phil Jackson, Popovich, if you want to talk about the most wins. We've been kinda of spoiled there too. But we'll we'll kinda of deep dive into that after, you know, Coach K is is officially done coaching college basketball. But that's how I kind of see it playing out. I've got Duke. I've got Kansas making it to the Final Four here, and then um, I think I think Duke wins it all. I think it's it's the storybook ending. You know, it's it's you know Ian O'Connor wrote a book about uh, Coach K that just came out, and we've chatted with Ian O'Connor before, and uh, he wrote a Belichick book too. It's like he he must be like a good luck charm a little bit because after he wrote the Belichick book, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that have happened afterwards. You know, they won another Super Bowl, then the whole Brady stuff you know he's got a book with coach k if he goes out in his final year you know it's like championship that's that's a chapter in his biography it should be right that's why i've always kind of wondered why you know we write biographies on 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 people who are still active in their in their areas of work if you will yeah you know what i mean like there's so much more that could be written but it is what it is but that's my final four or that's my national championship pick, Duke-Kansas, and I think Duke squeaks it out over Kansas. But that, if that is the case where it's Duke versus Kansas, that's going to be a great matchup too. That's going to be a really good matchup, and I'm excited for that one. All right, quick break. We'll be back after these quick words. Hey, we're just taking a quick time out to remind you to follow me on the socials, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Remember, it's Casper with a K. And once in a while, I like to do a Q&A segment with you all. So I'm always looking for questions. Hit me up with a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with a question for an episode on the Man Cave Podcast. Sports, movies, hobbies, Bigfoot, it doesn't matter. Send those questions on over. Really quick thing before we end the podcast here, we are going to have an awesome week of sports coming up here. It's a little PSA, a little public service announcement coming to you. We've got the women's final four going on. We've got the men's final four going on this weekend. We've got baseball opening day finally here next week, and they open up on the same day as the Masters. This is, and you, we've got the draft coming up here, the NFL draft at the end of the month in April, you know, sometimes April, I think it's perceived as like a dull month, you know, college basketball is over with baseball's kind of been going on and you got golf and then there's a little bit of a gap or something. There's, there's stuff going on, baby. There is stuff going on and working on a draft party, working on a, uh, working on a little draft special. Don't have any of the details yet, but, uh. We'll we'll get them out there, okay? We'll we'll get them out there here. So, don't worry. We'll figure it out. We'll do something there, and uh, I'll be working on my mock draft too. Now I'm starting to really get into get into it. You know, like starting to put together my final pieces for some mocks and all that. If you know what I mean. I'm like I only do it's like uh it's like a bracket challenge. I only do one mock draft, one mock draft of integrity. I don't do a 1.0. I don't do a 2.0. I don't do a 3.0. I just do a 1.0, all right? 1.0, that's it, and I'll release it the day before the draft, okay? But enjoy this next week plus of sports, all right? Next week's a big one. We might have to do an early podcast with the Masters and opening day and recapping the Final Four, so we'll probably do it on a Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, do it there. All right, everybody, appreciate you tuning in. Till next time, I'm Dan Casper. This is Man Cave Podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for checking out the podcast, whether you are a regular listener or a first-time listener. Hopefully, you'll be back if you're that first-time listener. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, practically everywhere. And don't forget, give it a good rating like that five-star rating so other people can find the podcast as well. Special shout-out to Kyle Schaefer. He's our music guy. All the cool songs. and and music you hear on the podcast that's all from kyle schaefer if you're interested in some of his music follow him on twitter at phoenix underscore guy zero eight or email him schaefer that's s-c-h-a-f-e-r dot k-w at gmail.com until next time i'm dan casper and thanks again for checking out this episode of the man cave podcast